It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome into Running It Straight. Folks, uh, ahead of a prelim final this weekend, the Warriors and the Broncos, which is interesting, Kempi, because look, we could have been sitting here doing postseason reviews of the Warriors. Who would have thought we'd be sitting here talking about a prelim final uh, against the Brisbane Broncos over there in Suncorp? What a massive occasion it's going to be. Uh, we've got a big show coming up between now and 3pm uh, very, very shortly. In around about 10 minutes' time, we're going to get the legend, former Bronco Gordon Tallis, former Queenslander as well, on the show just to talk about uh, the week leading up to Suncorp, what he's going to make of the game, uh, who he thinks is going to get the dub. It's probably pretty predictable on that one, and uh, and how he thinks it's all going to play out. So Gordon Tallis will be coming up at around about 2.15. But first, Kempe, we've got a big announcement, massive announcement, uh, breaking news, developing stories. Uh, <laughs> sit back in your chairs, folks. Uh, put, down your, put down your beers and your cuppers because you don't want any spillage. Tony Kemp, what's happening? Well... Due to you, Sammy, going on and on and on about getting us to Brisbane, it's actually someone listened. Someone was actually listening. And uh, our good mate Hutchie and uh, our boss Ruben have got together and they've decided to send us over to Brisbane, mate. We're going to Brizzy, Kenby. How good. We're going to Brizzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'll tell you what, there's no one happier than Sammy Stewart, who's... Uh, Sammy Stewart. Sammy that's, Hewitt. A, that's a new one. Add that one to the book. Actually, he is in the Gold, he is in the Gold Coast too, Sammy uh, Stewart. So we is might he? catch up with him. But yes, yeah, Sammy, well done. Well done, you know. it's. Um, I, I think it's fitting. You know, like at the beginning of the year, we were talking about, you know, if the Warriors make the eight, you know, nearly three years in COVID, um, that'd be a great result. Here we are. We're fortnight out from the, the grand final and mm. we're still in it. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. We're not just in it. We're donkey deep in it too yeah. after that game that they played on the weekend against a, a Newcastle Knights that just couldn't get out of the gates early on and went 16 points down after 14 minutes, and that was the game. Uh, well, I want to talk to you about that very, very quickly. But, uh, yeah, we are going to be in Brisbane. So we're going to fly in on Friday. We're going to try and do a special show out of Brisbane on Friday, uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, and then, obviously, on Saturday, we'll be at Suncorp. We'll be there for the game. Well, uh, hopefully on Friday, we're at Suncorp at Captain's Run. Correct, yeah. Hopefully we get to Suncorp to do our show from there. That would be fantastic. Just trying to iron that out with the NRL. But that's very exciting. It's great to be heading over, Kempi, with that. I'm imagining a lot of, a lot of honest, Kiwis as well. Be honest, you well, no, slept. of course not. You haven't slept since Saturday night. That's going to be fantastic. Um, and you joining, actually, you've actually had your teeth done too. And, jo- and, joining, uh, and joining a lot of Kiwis <laughs> heading over as well, Kempi. We might be on the last flight. I'm sure we're, we're, probably, <laughs> we're probably flying with Namibia Airways got or something. The, got us in the cut, mate. We're, hey, that's how me and you roll, brother. Yeah, I know. Yeah, know? I'm surprised I didn't get you to fly the plane yourself, to uh, be fair. I can, well... I'll tell you what, give me a crack at it. I'll just grab one of your private jets out of your backyard. Have I ever told you that story where I, where I stole the bus when I was in the Kiwis? No. And jumped on, we were down in Burnham Army Camp, and um, just a little story of mine. And the boys, we'd finished training, and I, I just, I got, I don't know, ADHD or whatever you call it, and I jumped on the bus, and the guy had left the bus running. So I jumped in the driver's seat. Davey Watson was in the team with me. He's from my hometown. And he's saying, go, Mac, go, Mac. <laughs> like that. And I took off on the bus. And this bus driver, he would have been 130 kilos. Never seen him run so fast. But we did a lap of Burnham Motor Camp. Up on the sidewalks. Had a boy. Pushing it to the limit at 50 k's? Oh, yeah. Oh, let's see. Yeah. I'll tell, so give me, give, me the, give me the, what do you call it, an aeroplane? 
the, the steering wheel? The, uh, the, the stick. <laughs> the I don't stick. know, the stick. I don't know, but you, you could fly anything, Kim. Mate, but, we'll uh, get there. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be enjoyable. Um, well, let's have a look back at, uh, at Newcastle over the weekend. And like you said, Newcastle just couldn't get the roll on at all. I thought the Warriors coming out of the gate. Uh, I mean, really can't think, Kempi, of a more polished Warriors performance You know, over the last five or six years. I mean, you probably have to go back to 2018 when they last made the finals. Look, I, from start to finish, I just want to add something to that. I, you know, I talked about it on breakfast this morning. I didn't think just there's a polished performance, but I think as a, as a, you know, as you're knitting your fabric together and you're tightening up something, it was like the night. So let's start right from the beginning. Like we we talked right at the, at the get go. You couldn't ask for a better night. Mm. Like the conditions were perfect. Yeah, and then all of a sudden. The crowd starts flowing in, and then the noise started. And then we look around, and we've got sandwiches and fruit sitting next to us. <laughs> and then the game kicks off, and six, you know, fourteen minutes in, it's sixteen nil. Yeah. And then you get to the back end of the game, and there's song, and it's it's like everything came together mm. on the Saturday night. So I'm going to say even more than that. I think it's probably their best performance for everyone. Yeah, I think the NRL put it on. I think the supporters put it on. I think the the, the icing on the cake was the way that the Warriors for eighty minutes absolutely put it on, and it was such a fitting way to go to Bris- to Brisbane this weekend to play the last game before the grand final. And what what I think is really scary for Brisbane, Sammy. Yep. In a in a really relaxed way. Yeah, we had a lot of we had a lot of discussion post the game on Saturday. One of the one of the questions I asked you is, you know, a week before the Knights game, Brisbane probably w- would have been licking their lips at the prospect of playing the Warriors. Now, maybe a little bit more cautious. What uh and I, I totally agree with you as well in terms of just everything, not not only what happened in the game, but everything that happened around it as well was uh, was one of the one of the best atmospheres I've been to in a long time. What about the the performance were you impressed with the most from the Warriors in terms of tactically and and uh, you know what what uh, individuals were able to do? Well, the, the the about the performance it's not about the players on the pitch it's the coach like to pull it together. You talk about the Dolphins where okay we decided to rest some players and we we lost that one we lost it quite significantly and then you go into Penrith with a couple of injuries and we just don't get on the on the right side of um, position on the football field to put them under any pressure, and so we lose that one quite significantly. Then we've got a player who's injured, and we've got a 5-8 that's the second game back into it, and then you've got to try and knit it all together. And, I, and for me, and this is about talking about how well Webby's done this year, is he's been able to narrow their focus to a weekly on a weekly basis, which is really hard to do here in New Zealand. Mm. Now, you know, me and Ando, we found the same thing when, when we had our side, was just narrowing their, their focus down to week in, week out before they get to the finals. What Andrew Webster done last week, because you've, you've got to take this into context too, Sammy, Sean never trained with him. You know what I mean? So they trained knowing that Sean was t- touch and go maybe and was going to play. But then when he's come back into the team, they'd done the work, so much of the good work. I remember talking to Pricey last uh, Thursday on on breakfast, and he said, "Mate, they're, they're ready to go." And I'm sitting there going, "Without Sean training, that's really impressive." And then they get out there and they put that performance together. So, I, I think you know, I know Sean's got a lot of praise this year, and he did go out and he played a very good game. But I think I think across the board, one to seventeen played their game of their lives um, yeah. against Newcastle. But the the person who's most impressed me um, from last week was Andrew Webster, because he was up against it. You know what I mean? And not only that, but he was up against it last week. He's tonked him 40 to 10, and he's actually put him in the best position possible by bringing everyone together, including the whole public in New Zealand, 
there is no pressure on our team going to Brisbane. Mm. So they can actually go over there and just play football. It, changed, it did change or seemed to change a lot of things. And I think, yeah, Sean Johnson, arguably, despite being injured, probably played his best game in 2023, which is which you know quite remarkable. Well, well it's, it was his birthday not long ago. He turned 33. And put this in a context. You're sitting there, and I'm sitting there as a coach going, man, if he could have just done that when he was 23. And you get another 10 years out of him where – because he never got tackled. Maybe got tackled twice. Mm. But the way he managed that football game after being on the sideline for the for the week was was nothing short of an A plus. Yeah, you know, kicking was phenomenal. Well, like Pekana and, and was not existent in that, that game. Oh, exactly, I'll put that into context. So he scores a try on each edge in the middle. So he tore them apart, and then he puts this kicking game together. And within a 10-metre box for Mazu, Mazu was yeah. under pressure. But the, the analysis and sticking to the to the plan by going to Mazu all night because it's on, you know, Pong is a left foot player, by making him come off his right and going to that right edge all the time, shutting it down when they go to Dom. You know, they did that three times in the first half, if you remember. Um, and then in the second half, it was just always going to be that they're going to roll over the top of them if they could keep up the pressure. And I think that from Sean Johnson... You know, you're going, man. You wish the guy could go another ten years because now he's finally got it. Yeah, he's finally worked it out that managing football games is not about me trying to win it off every play. Yeah, and I think what's probably more remarkable in all of this, Kempi, was the fact of the the last sort of three or four games of the of the season and, and against Penrith as well. You know, a lot of people the wins weren't convincing. The ones that did come, uh, it seemed like there, there was rust or the team had sort of gone backwards. It, we were half expecting Saturday to be a grind like those last five games were. And it was well, to the be close. Said that. Yeah. And and they, they completely blew them off the park, which like you said, has changed everything. It's given everyone a lot more confidence that actually Brisbane this weekend isn't as as big a mountain to climb as we might have initially thought. I mean that the possibility, you know, is I'm telling a you lot right, more I'm telling you right now, and, and anyone who's who's got some some salt in the game will tell you if the Warriors play like that again against yeah. Brisbane. Brisbane got a tough, got a tough test. Hundred percent, yeah. Play, play like they did on Saturday, and uh, and they'll they'll go a long way to winning that game. Uh, we've got to take a break, Kim, because uh, we've got Gordon Tallis lined up after the break. Former Bronco, we'll have a chat with him about this weekend, and then after two thirty, we'll get into plenty more analysis of what needs to happen this weekend. Uh, texts coming through on double eight double three. We see all your YouTube comments as well. Plenty of questions there, so we'll put those to Kempi after two thirty. But coming up right after the break, it is uh, former Broncos Maroons legend Gordon Tallis on the show. Welcome back into running it straight here on ECNZ. You can. Uh, text through any questions or comments you have on double eight double three. You can jump on the YouTube as well. But uh, we're going to welcome him, uh, a very special guest on the show. We had him when the uh, Broncos came to town in Napier. Of course, he played 160 games for the Broncos as well as Queensland and Australia. It is uh, the great Gordon Tallis on the line. Hey, Gordy. Hey, guys. How are we going, mate? We're doing well. You ready for uh, what? About twenty or thirty thousand extra Kiwis flying across the ditch for Saturday <laughs> night, <laughs> mate? I tell you what. We are ready for them, but I just don't think they'll get a ticket. Well, but Kim, Kim, me and Kempi are We're coming over as well. Can Although, we come and start your place? Oh, well, Kempi, I'm worried. I'm, yeah. I'm worried you're going to get stopped at customs, mate. They're not going to let you in, given your record. <laughs> hey, Gordy. No, no, mate, listen, mate, what a buzz. No, but I just want to tell you, what a buzz. What a buzz it has been watching. I call them the Warriors. The Warriors, yeah, I get it. That's the new way of talking. That's the Kim Kardashian style. But for me, they were always the Warriors. Right, and then being a North Queenslander, right, they nicknamed the cowboys the cows. There's a there's a there's a big difference between a cow and a cowboy. There's a big difference between a war and a warrior. It's true, so, you know. It is true. So mate, I would 
I would rather play against a bunch of wars than a bunch of warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Just on that, I'll pick up on that. I had a mate at school whose father used to ride a cow to school, Gordy, because there was no <laughs> horses up north. So I, I hear exactly, I hear exactly what you're talking about, mate. You've been there, you've done it, um, and you've you know you got the t-shirt yeah. with grand finals and that. But what what do you take out of the way that the Warriors played last week against the Knights? Because rolling into these. Um, these preliminary finals, both Brisbane and Penrith looked like they were unstoppable. Well, you know what? They learned fast, right? So they went to Penrith, tough place to win, right? It's in the foot of the mountains. It's 80-odd kilometres away from the city of Sydney, right? So it's even a trek out there, right? So it's And it's small, it's intimidating. And Penrith, like, let's not kid ourselves, they've been the best side the last three years, right? So they lost the grand final to Melbourne, won the next two. They have been the best side for basically the last four years, right? So they learned a lesson that day and uh, and to fix it on the run and to go out there last week against the Knights who were desperate, who had all the momentum, I think it was 10 or 11 in a row, starve them off the football in the first 15 minutes and play semi-final football. That was outstanding. That That's semi-final football. So, so you can only judge them on their last game and their last game was, was as dominant as anybody that has played a final so far. Mm. Do you think, Gordy, if they play how they played against Newcastle, it's enough? Or is there an extra level they'll need to go to against no, Brisbane? No, you've got to go up a level. No, no. you always got to go up levels. I think I think the closer you get to the final, the better the teams you play. Uh, I thought they were fantastic against Newcastle. They were absolutely outstanding, did everything that they had to do and did it, and did it quite easily. I think they did it comfortably, but they go against Brisbane, totally different side, Payne has Carrigan, you know, Slegler, mm. Walsh, Adam Reynolds, it's a totally different side. But if they play the way they did last week, it gives them a massive opportunity to upset the Broncos. Gordy, do you think the back five, like they did a number on um, Newcastle's back five, Kanan Ponga was non-existent. Uh, you look at Dom uh, Young and and the likes, and you know, Dane Gagai, um, Brendan Best, they all played uh, origin football. Do you think if uh, the Warriors have the same type of kicking game against Sean Johnson. I know that you've spoken about Brisbane's back five, that they have enough defensively to stop that uh, go forward right from the get-go? Well, that's what they lacked in their first weekend against Penrith. And, you know, I heard Sean Johnson get interviewed. He said, we just kept on kicking it through the pockets. And then that's how you take the back three out. And obviously, Newcastle, they've been so devastating with Carlin Ponga, you know, and Dom Young and Marju. They've been outstanding in the 10-game streak. But, you know... The Warriors nullified that. They were out Tohu Harris in the middle of the ruck, Aiden Fanua Blake, their forwards Wade Egan. Like, like they've been outstanding just the way they defended. I think there was a hit-up from, I think, Greg Marju, who's one of the strongest carries. They picked him up and drove him back eight metres and drove him into the ground. Well, that's the defence because of kicking it to the pockets and, you know, making them come off their try line. If the Warriors can do that, no side likes coming off their own try line. Like, it's it's it's... You know, everybody likes scoring tries, but they don't like coming off the tough end, and the tough end is where the Warriors made them come off all last week. So where do they get their toughness from, the Broncos? You talk about Payne Haas, and I reckon Pat Carrigan, mate, is. I think he's going to get better and better as the years go on, but when you look at the side and the and the youthfulness of their side, where where has that tough edge come from this year? Oh, I, mate, I think, you know what, don't let Kevin Walters, I know he wasn't you know, like you don't look at Kevin Walls and go, God, he's the toughest player, but he holds all the records off the field at the Broncos just for the mental toughness, and that's what you need. So there's all that talent, 
like getting them that hard edge and we all know that you know when it comes to ability everybody's pretty even on the field but you need that mental toughness and I think it's the Kevy Walters effect I think just mentally he he holds the records on all our toughest runs and just not giving in on himself and you'd see Payne Hass and Carrigan well they're two great young guys that are leading the way on the training paddock and I think everybody's following then you get an old guy in Adam Reynolds that a bit like Sean Johnson, they don't really get overruled. They just know what they've got to do in the right moments. And Sean Johnson this year, he's been absolutely outstanding. And if he doesn't win the Dally M, well, he's got to be in the fight. I, I, I actually have him winning the big gong. I don't even know. The last Kiwi to win it was probably Roger Tuovasa-Shek, mm-hmm. maybe, you know. And, and, and I think he's been that good this year. And, you know, so... So what a battle of the half, but it comes down to the forwards. I think it comes down to Tohu Harris and Aiden Fidel Blake, Wade Egan and the like to see who gets over what forward pack. You know, so they got to stop Payne, Harris, Carrigan and Flegler. Mm. If they can do that, they stop Brisbane. The uh, the matchups across the park, um, Gordy, are, are just scintillating. Obviously, Eden against uh, Payne Hass, probably two props of the year. There, you got Kerrigan and yep. Torhu. Uh, you know, even Reese Walsh against Charles de Gaulle is going to be going to be great. And and Sean Johnson against Adam Reynolds. Where are a couple of the key areas you think are the difference makers for for both teams? Where are maybe the Brisbane Broncos a little bit weak, and where are the Warriors a little bit weak? Well, I think look, obviously Brisbane just with just with their inexperience of playing in you know, semi-finals football and playing at that level, and that's probably the same as the Warriors. I think I think Brisbane have an advantage in the centres. I think, you know, Katoni State and maybe Farmworth, they both, you know, played at a higher level. They've both played rep footy, so I think they probably have a little bit of an advantage there. But other than that, I reckon it's pretty even mm. all over the park. I mean, if you look at the forward packs, they're very even. If you look at the halfbacks, well, obviously Adam Reynolds has won a grand final at South, but the way... You know, Sean Johnson has played this year. He's been outstanding. I think Reese Walsh, well, he plays at another level, but Chance is not that far behind him. So, so there's a, you know, I think there's some great matchups all over the park, really, mm. when you think about it. When you talk about that um, inexperience, Gordy, like you said, both teams have plenty of young guys that have, haven't been in this position before. A question was asked uh, on another show here on ECNZ earlier this week for another uh, former NRL player, and I want to put it to you. Given given the grand finals that you and the finals football that you played, what was one thing that if you could go back and tell the Gordon Tallis that played in his first ever finals game, what's that one thing you'd go back and tell him? Uh Enjoy the week, but learn to turn off. You've got to switch off because there's so much going on. There is, you know, grand final parades, there's final parades, there's more media, there's more things to do, right? So I'm getting called from over in New Zealand where it doesn't happen unless they're big games, right? Mm. So all those little extra add-ons are the things that you do, but don't get overawed by them. And, and, like, and it's only a game, right? Even though it's not a game. But know when the game of footy is going to start and make sure that you're mentally prepared for that moment. Not before, not after, for that moment. And all week you gear up for that moment. And I learn over time that enjoy the week and it's fantastic to be in the spotlight, but know that you're here to do a job. And the job is for the Warriors, 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Gordy, what about that 7, seven o'clock? That the 7 yeah. o'clock your time over there is 9 o'clock our time. By the time we kick off, it's 10 o'clock at night. You know, I know there's been a lot of talk about the missed opportunity and stuff like that, but, you know, it is what it is. And what what sort of advice would, would you be giving the players type thing, you know, having, oh. to, having to play in that type of game? Just 
you know, because people don't really understand that when you're travelling no. from New Zealand, you go over there, it's late at night, but, you know, it is what it is, mate. You can't get away from it, yeah. can you? Well, 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 sometimes when we're at Brisbane and it was a three-hour delay, we're playing you guys at lunchtime. So it's totally different. We're setting our alarms to get up at 4 a.m. our time because we need to get our body clock ready to kick off at lunchtime. So we've got to get the food in it so it can work you know, either way. Uh, coming on later, I think the NRL need to work at that because I saw the hype last week and we're all sitting there. It was played at 4 o'clock our time. So we got so it's not our normal time slot to be watching a game of footy. But we all got to a television. Like it was four o'clock in the afternoon. I would love to have it New Zealand friendly time. So if it's seven o'clock your time, there's no reason why it can't be kicked off at five o'clock in Brisbane. And I think that the kids get to watch it. So um, and then we're talking about grand finals too. Like we would love grand final to be kicked off no later than six o'clock because it's about the kids. It's about the next generation watching 100%. their stars. So so. So I do feel sorry for New Zealand, but they do it every week, mate. They've done it. They've come over here. They played night games before. Um, I know that the, you know that the drawer is set up where they probably play Saturday afternoon games. But you know, like oh, they've done it before, and you know there's smarter people than me working it out. But um, just as long as they're ready to go, mate. Just the, probably the most important question for me before I let you go: Where do we catch up for a beer with you on Friday? Friday. You know what? I'm up in North Queensland. <laughs> I'm up. <laughs> well, I'm up. And we lost him. There you go. Yeah, offended him, Kimby. That's right. Again, <laughs> another one that's done for done an absolute oh, we'll runner let, on we'll us. Let, we'll let Finn take him off and see if he can uh, just just say goodbye and thank Mate, him for his time. Interesting though, you know, like because you only hear the the back end of it about oh it's a it's a ten o'clock kickoff, but like Gordy said, he's got to get his body clock right too when they come to New Zealand, get up at four o'clock in the morning and and play at lunchtime. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um so there's always two sides to the story. And, and I love uh can be the question that was um Steph put it to uh, Andrew McCulloch who we had on yesterday about what he would tell um, you know, that the the player going into his first final series. A really interesting answer around um just remembering that you don't have to you don't have to play out of your skin make plays that you would never normally play. You've just got to do what got you to that position in the first place and play how you've always played all season. I love Gordy's advice too of just soaking in the week but not letting it get to you and, and being able to, you know, be be 100% ready come come kick off on Saturday night, which is a good lesson for the Warriors boys who have come off a pretty big high on Saturday. But, and, and, you know, like to, again, put that conversation into context, what Gordy's saying is that when you get to that next level and it has to be another step up, You've got to you've got to be able to hang in the game for long periods of time as far as that um, you know completion rate goes and and of course as that completion rate goes and you're working hard offensively and defensively together if both rates are really high well then you're breathing really hard and you're, it's all about that mental toughness so he's talking that Kevin Walters has given his side about who's going to break first and and it's that is a real simple way to put what Gordy means about stepping up to the next level. You've got to be prepared to do the tough yards um, and, and take your time before you get there. If you look at the way that Sean played and, and led the team around on Saturday night, mate, it was 16-6 at half time. It went to 16-10 right after half time. And they just kept playing away and chipping away. And all of a sudden, it was 40 points to 10. Yeah. 
You know, that didn't happen in the first half. What's probably not worrying, but what you've what you sort of got in the back of your mind as a Warriors fan after hearing Gordy say you've got to go to that next level is, you know, can we go to that next level? Can the Warriors then take what they did on Saturday and then go up one step? Yeah, because... I'll, give, I'll give you I'll give you context, okay? Yep. I'll give you context. To go to the next level, all right, they completed thirty nine out of forty seven sets. Yep. They gotta complete forty five out of forty seven. All right, so you're talking an extra thirty six tackles, but in those thirty six tackles are gonna be some big moments. And if you look on the other side of the coin and it's 39 to 47 sets and Brisbane are at, at 45 or 47 sets, then you've got a hell of a lift in a game. Mm. That's the difference. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll take you our new sport and weather. Uh, keep your thoughts coming through on double eight double three. I also see your comments on YouTube as well. We'll, uh, we'll, dive deep into this, have a look at the team list as well for the weekend, uh, plenty to come and just a reminder, myself and Kempe, we're going over to Brisbane, we'll be there at Suncorp uh, so we will have live commentary from the ground on Saturday, uh, you can tune in to us uh, from, it's going to be ooh, what's that, 9 no, 8 New Zealand time, we'll be on air from 6 Kempe uh, over in Brisbane, about, about 8 New Zealand time, we'll give a bit oh, of fun with three the we've got a 3 hour, no no, 2 hours oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're going to have a bit of fun with the uh, with the Aussie um, call over there, the SEM boys. I think it's Scotty Sattler oh, nice. um, and a couple of the other boys over there. We'll have a bit the of banter crush with them in, crush the, team, mate. in the first hour, and then we'll uh, we'll do our own build up between uh, seven and eight. Kick off at eight o'clock Brisbane time. Uh, but new sport and weather first with Johnny Mack. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back into Running It Straight here on ECNZ, as well as the live call on uh, Saturday. We're also going to do a little pre-game, well, pre-day show on the Friday. On the Friday, Kempe, another Running uh, It Straight on the Caxton, I reckon. From the cat, I told, I told you what happened, and that's why <laughs> the reason why I said to Gordy, we're going to catch up for a beer because he would have said, We'll go to the Caxon, and I would have said, Well, you're going to throw beer at us, you know, because we'll, well be treated like the, New South Welshmen. Yeah, you remember, um, Maddie did a did like 24 hours, or, <laughs> yeah. or um, Joel and Fletch did 24 hours, and it was in like a glass container yeah. or something, or we will a plastic go, we will container. We're going to have a beer at the Caxon, though, yeah. it's just up the road, so yeah. Um, how good if you if you tune in today? Make sure you make sure you tune in on Friday afternoon because from five o'clock on Friday afternoon, me and Sammy are going to do a special running it straight and just a big build up the day before. Um, we might even try and get some 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 people in um, yeah, to talk to us, Heck you know, because yeah. we've got be plenty uh, over there. Well, we've got plenty of we've got plenty of ex warriors sitting around on the Gold Coast as well, and of course I know that they'll be taking quite a few of the old boys over as well. So we'll, yeah. we'll just see what we can pull together for you. I'm, I'm I, and I'm no, I'm fanboying a little bit here, Kempi, but looking. For Forward to Suncorp as well because I've heard you know one of the best stadiums in the in the world um, and the atmosphere great um, great stadium to to, yeah. to play football at and um, and of course to, to sit there and watch football and where the media boxes are Sammy you are it's actually the closest stadium I reckon in the NRL to a English stadium because you're right, wow. actually right on like the ground. The pre, like Premier League style. You're right on the ground. Well, that's fantastic. Let's go through uh, the team lists and, uh, and dig into that a little bit uh, for Saturday night. The Broncos, understandably, naming pretty much full strength given they've had the week off. So, Reese Walsh, the former Warrior and the number one. Uh, Jesse Arthurs and Selwyn Cobble on the two wings. Katoni Staggs, Herbie Farmworth in the centres. Ezra Mam, Adam Reynolds, the two halves. Then uh, Tommy Flegler, Payne Haas in the front row with Billy Walters, the number nine. Kurt Capel, Jordan Ricky in the second row. Paddy Carrigan, the number 13. Then the bench for the Broncos, Tyson Smoothie, Brendan Piakura, uh, Kobe Hetherington and Keenan Palacia for the, well actually let's just talk about that Ken because it's not uh, I mean there, there's some, like uh, Brendan Piakura has been fantastic for the Broncos a great revelation but that interchange I think when you match it up against the Warriors interchange is probably their weak point Well you, yeah well I if, quite, you, if you had to find Pia, one Piakura is a very good player 
Um, Hetherington, he's been doing a, a good job for him. So is Palacia, inexperienced. Uh, but that's the, the question why I said to Gordy about the youthfulness of the side. And he actually answered it when you asked the question about the, the only problem that he can see with them is the lack of, spe- lack of experience coming through the finals. And they've got to get themselves up um, for this game. I'd, look, I think for me, Sam, the biggest difference in this game from from last weekend is in the nine, the seven, and the six. Mm-hmm. Like Adam Reynolds and Ezra Mann with Billy Walters are way smarter in and Correct. around the ruck yeah. and shifting the ruck around if they get boxed into a corner, um, such as Newcastle did. Adam Clune and, I don't uh, think, and they I, were t- Tyson Gamble. They I were. don't think Clune and, t- and Gamble actually took them out of that position uh, or knew how to do that. And with Adam Reynolds being the old dog and Ezra Man, you don't want to give him too much space. Billy Walters has been, again, like like Wade Egan, one of the fine finds of the year. Yeah, he's, um, yeah. But the, the the major difference from last week is those three people in that spine position are probably as good as anyone in the competition. Uh, Reese Walsh, and obviously he all lies on Reese Walsh as they have been over the last uh, couple of weeks and probably the whole season, really, the, the superstar for the Broncos. From what you've sort of observed, the times that he's struggled or the times that the Broncos have struggled, what how have how have teams been able to contain Reese Walsh? And, well, the, and, and people say like you got to you got to get in his head, but he's that kind of player that he'll make a couple of mistakes and it does he doesn't let it affect him. Like so, he leads the NRL in errors. Yeah, so there's two. There's two. Of course, he's going to lead the NRL in errors because he's a, he's also the player that tries to tries to that's do that's what things. I mean but he you know, he's never backs away from that even no. if he, even if it doesn't work he no, keeps going right. and, he, and he backs himself to go and, and put the big plays on you know like he's got a fantastic turn of speed he's got a passing game you know like the the, the resemblance between him and him and Billy Slater at the same uh, stage of their careers is spot on the, the difference in, in Billy Slater and Reese Walsh is a temperament and I think the way that you stop Reese Walsh is you've got to get to the middle players you've got to stop Haas um, Kerrigan you know Fledgler and then that way he doesn't get on the front foot. That's the best way that they can do it. But the other thing that the Warriors have up their arm is that they can get they can actually get under his skin. But to do that too, we don't want that to turn into a bit of a problem as we saw with Leota and uh, Fanua Blake, where Leota got under Fanua Blake's skin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it can work both ways, that tactic. Mate, I just think you've got to muscle up in the middle. You know, If you want to stop Reese Walsh and Adam Reynolds, you stop their forward pack. Well, good news for Andrew Webster. Start, uh, same starting 17 as he named against the Knights, so Nickel Klukstar, the number one, and you know, arguably the game of his career uh, on Saturday against Newcastle. 300 running metres, over 33 runs. Uh, Dalamantini says that Marcelo Montoya on the wings. Rocco Berry Adam Pompey in the centres, Timothy Martin, Sean Johnson in the halves, Adam Fenor Blake, Mitch Barnett, the front rowers alongside Wade Egan, then Jackson Ford, Malatani Akore in the second row, and Toru Harris, the number 13 on the interchange, Dylan Walker, Jazz Tavanga, Bailey Surinan, and Josh Curran. So, yeah, like I said, same 17 uh, as uh, as they had against Newcastle, Kempe. And, uh, yeah, like we said, against Newcastle, probably as close to a, to a full-strength side as Andrew Webster could name. And, and a side that you want to, where you've got players like Dylan Walker and Jazz Tavaga coming off that bench and, and adding that energy and keeping that momentum rolling. I think, I think one of the best things about the side that played last week was the confidence that they get going into this game. Um, you know, across the board, one to seventeen, they did a job. The only the only hiccup was when Josh Curran came on for Nuakuri with that knee injury. Now, hopefully, uh, Marata's knee's okay and it's just a bruise, um, and there's nothing wrong with the movement on it as you as you pick up the day after through recovery. Um, but they did they did get exposed there when Josh Curran first went out to that right edge with a with a defensive decision, and he'll get he'll get exposed if you look back at that game down in Hawks Bay. Adam Reynolds really exposed that left edge um, with his running game. So, I, th- I think they get a lot out of that game. I think they get a lot out of playing together and, and getting some confidence there. But 
you know, it's again got to come down to managing the game and and if you're going to look at shifting the momentum from Brisbane's perspective when you talk about Ezra, Ezra Man, Mam and Adam Reynolds along with Billy Walters, then Wade Egan, who's having the, having the time of his life this year, Sean Johnson and Tamari Martin have to be smart enough to recognise that if it happens to us. Mm. you know, Because we're, always, we're talking about them us stopping their back five. I can guarantee you now that our back five are going to be targeted this weekend. All right, Montoya's going to get a, he's going to get a lot of heat with some high balls. Um, they're going to go to they're going to go to Chancellor Clock They're going to try and stop him early. So the kicking game from Adam Reynolds is all about stopping Chancellor Clock early down on his own try line and getting the big blokes like Aidan Fanua, Blake, and Tor Harris to track back an extra five to ten meters. And if he can do that over, if you think a set completion rate which is really high, you're taking the running out of the legs and the effectiveness out of them on offense. I'm a, yeah, I'm a little bit worried. Um, particularly with that centre combination, Tony Stangs, who'd be far with, are you know, probably the best centre pairing in the NRL alongside Crichton and Targo for the Panthers, going up against Berry and Pompey. Now, look, Berry and Pompey did a fantastic job on Saturday against, uh, containing Bram and Bess and Dane Gagai, two origin players. But Stags and Farnworth, that's, that's a scary... Those are, scary, those are two scary edges yeah. for Brisbane. And, and it's easy again for your centres to be making those defensive decisions when they're shifting it out that left uh, right side there and our um, our left edge was just coming up and getting Montoya was getting in between players it was because they weren't going forward at the, fir- at the first instance mm-hmm. he was shifting the ball ponger on tackle three yeah. and they hadn't done any work in the middle yeah. you know I don't see Brisbane doing that mm. you know I see Payne Haas um, getting in a getting in a scrap with Anfernoa Blake. I see uh, Fledgler just doing what he does alongside uh, Pat Carrigan in the middle, which is just putting that ball on their arm and running as hard as anything. And then what what we need to do with uh, Noah Kore with Jackson Ford and and Tor Harris is match that. And then it's just going to become an arm wrestle. Lots of uh, lots of texts coming through on double eight double three and uh, on the YouTube. So what we'll do is we'll take a break. I want to address some of these and put some of the thoughts to Kempi as well. Stay with us here on Running It Straight. We'll be back in a moment. Yeah, and we will be there in Brisbane this weekend giving you live commentary of the Warriors and the Broncos, the preliminary final, and we will do a special edition of Running It Straight on Friday at 5pm. Uh, let's get to some of your texts and your comments on YouTube. Nick P says, I think, Kempe, it was the basics and discipline that made a huge difference last week for the Warriors. By doing that, they put no pressure on themselves and could just grind out the nights. Much the same this Saturday, I'm assuming. Yeah, 100%. I think the referee played a big part in that too with keeping the ruck clean. He had a good game. And, um, you know, every time, both sides, both sides, he he, he just kept re- giving them repeat sets if they were, were caught in that ruck. So a clean ruck is um, what we need on the weekend. Let's pump up the tyres a little bit here, Kempe. Jimmy says, congratulations, lads, on going to Brizzy. You fellas genuinely have the best call and running it straight is the best show on radio. Keep it up, lads. <laughs> and then I can't read the last part. You can, you can pump you can pump the tyres up, Sammy. Well, I'm, look, it's you got to think, a year ago, Sam, we had nothing. No. You know, and all of a sudden running it straight in a league call and, you know, the year that we've had with the Warriors, we've got to thank the Warriors for oh, that we do. too. And, and we've got to, like, the momentum, we've just sort of um, ridden off the coattails of the momentum, Steph, uh, Kempe. <laughs> Steph probably did as well. Though, I, don't mind, I don't mind being called St- a Steph because St- I've got a Staffy and... You know, the dogs and owners. But not, you know, obviously the Warriors <laughs> having a great season, but then all the fans, I mean, the fans have made this season as well as special as it has been. It made Saturday special um, and getting in behind us too, which uh, which makes a massive difference as well. Leroy says, awesome news, boys. Can't wait for the call uh, up the Waz. Uh, Cam says, got room for one more, uncle. Thanks in advance. Yeah, Cam, in. Cam from Blenheim. Carry a big backpack. Uh, someone says, awesome, well done. We will stay on the couch and you can paint the atmosphere all over our minds here. Yeah, well, that's what we will try and do out of Brisbane. Uh, Brad says, how's this? 
Panthers for a trip. Oh, AM off to Sydney tomorrow. Oh, am off to Sydney tomorrow. Then off to see the Storm Panthers on Friday, flying to Brisbane on Saturday, see the boys beat the Broncos, and flying back to Sydney on Sunday. Tourist stuff for a week. Then off to the grand final at Acor up the Waz. That's from Brad. Hey, Brad, don't forget Randwick said day next week. You need to go there. It's a big race day, mate, and uh, plenty of group ones on that day. You'll have a ball. A lot of people are talking about your guns here, Kempi, on the YouTube. Uh, you've got those out, and, and they're also uh, they're loving the Sam Stewart chat. Uh, so plenty of people reliving some memories Sam of the great Stewart. man. That's your nickname, yeah, Sammy Stewart. Yes, the great the great man, Sammy Stewart from Ranwick. Uh, Captain of Newcastle, obviously. King of Newcastle for many years. Uh, he's up, actually up in the Gold Coast. I wouldn't be surprised if he's at the game. Jacko on YouTube says, must pressure Reynolds or his spiral bombs will be almost uncatchable. Yeah, and the kicking game, um, that's what I'm looking forward to. We've got two. I, I, I think Nathan Cleary's the third best kicker in the comp because I think these two are the best. Mm. Uh, another one here. Here's uh, here says, uh, "Have fun running it straight, boys. Uh, be an awesome opportunity." Uh, Dom says, uh, "Re Reese Walsh bombs away, surrounded by Warriors kick chase. Knock the confidence out of him." Yeah, and you're going to have to get a really good kick chase on Reese Walsh, otherwise you're going to carve you up and get the the back five on the move. You know, I've been I've been really impressed, Sam, with the with the um, way they're bringing out in yards. Cobo especially has toughed it up through Origin and of course for Brisbane all year. So uh, a big part of the Warriors game, if they are to win, is to stop their back five. Up the Waz is the be- this is what uh, someone says. Up the Waz is the best slogan for marketing since the club entered the comp. It has even reached Mexico. <laughs> He's probably right. Well, I mean, as, as, as sort of pro or anti as, as you are, it has taken over. Well, it's a matter, New Zealand. a matter of faith. You've got to remember a matter of faith, yep. which is still getting played. Still, yeah, keep the faith. Yep. Was um, bought out in 2002. So that's 20, what's that, 21 years old. So when everyone's saying up the wires in 20 years' time, then you can say it's got some legs. Waz Up TV uh, has a great uh, podcast channel as well. You can go check that out all over social media. He said, uh, Webby has said that playing, the playing group have lifted to SJ's level so that everyone is on the same page as him. And that, that is the power of SJ Kempe when he's at his best. Well, yeah, look, he doesn't have to be the flashy Sean Johnson. You know, we've seen that over the years, over the last 13, 14 years. What he needs to be is the best he can be in managing the team and getting the best out of all the players by bringing them into the game. And I think when you look at that game on the weekend, if you were to go across man from man from 1 to 17, Sean Johnson helped every single one of them. Uh, Thorne, just a final one to finish here. Thorne says, last time in Napier it was Herbie uh, versus Rocco and Stags v Pompey. Rocco and Pompey got the better of both of them that night. I do take point, Thorne, although you know, obviously a very different Brisbane side that we saw in Napier that was missing almost all of its origin players. Uh, we had five tries disallowed, remember? You see, yeah, people have no and faith. And we had that one at the back end of the game that would have got my multi up. Yeah, and uh, would have made losing my voice for the rest of the season worth it. We'll take <laughs> biggest, it. Biggest, what was that? Biggest worst, non-try yeah, celebration the, ever. The greatest non-try call they, they were calling it. We'll take a, <laughs> uh, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll come back with some predictions for Saturday right after this. Coming up to 3 o'clock here, we're going to hand over to the run home very, very shortly, just before we do a couple of predictions. We haven't even talked about Penrith and Melbourne <laughs> Is there uh, another game on, on? Uh, on Friday night, Kippy. So why don't you give me your prediction for that before we oh, talk Warriors-Broncos? Penrith, mate. They'll be, too, they'll be just too hot. And let's talk about Luai playing. I don't think he plays. I think it's a, uh, too risky. I, I do think another week, though, he may play in the grand final if they make it through. But I just can't see Penrith up after the they've, – they've used no juice. 
in two mm. weeks. Mm-hmm. They're fresh as anything. I know they talked about yeah, Clary and his finger and stuff like that. Mate, the fingers, you know what I mean? I've dislocated fingers and all that sort of stuff. Mate, they're fine. They're fine to play with. So don't worry about uh, Nathan Clary's 10 fingers. 13 plus or close? Uh, no, I think 13 plus is a good bet. And what about Warriors Broncos? Can be. I'm going prediction. with the Warriors. Yeah, I'm. I'm dead set. Everything is set for them, mm-hmm. and I think they're going over there. Close. Relaxed as anything. I think it's close, but I think they'll hang in there and get it. I love it. I love it from you, Kempi. Well, look, exciting, very exciting uh, week and weekend coming up. Kempi and myself will be heading over to Brisbane. Can't wait for that. And we will do our I'll very, very and, best. I'll try and keep Sammy calm. We'll do our very, very best to bring you uh, all of the colour and atmosphere as best we Five can. Five o'clock Friday. Running Five it o'clock straight. Friday, running it straight. And then we'll be there on Saturday at Suncorp for live commentary pre-game at 8 o'clock. Up the wires. Up the wires. Up the wires.